turn your attention to the gospel according to Luke. The gospel according to Luke and the 17th chapter. We have this week a day of thanksgiving. But those who have encountered the greatness of God in their personal lives know that every day is a day of thanksgiving. Amen. I think we ought to give him praise for his goodness to us. So much to be thankful for, and we are grateful for that. We do want to let you know uh, that there's still time for you to donate to our annual Thanksgiving basket effort. We're trying to feed uh, many families in the greater Cincinnati area, and so if you would like to be a part of that, we certainly encourage you to be a part of that. This is the work of God and reaching out to those who are in need, especially at this time of year, giving them a reason to look up, amen, and see the goodness of God. And so we want to encourage you still to donate, to give to our annual Thanksgiving basket effort, and uh, you, will be, you will be greatly blessed for doing so. There's just something about giving to people who are in need. There's just something about it. Whether you receive anything in return, the blessing is in the giving. And then, of course, there is something that comes in return because that's just how God does it. But without that, what a blessing to give unto people as unto the Lord. From the book of Luke, the 17th chapter, the 11th verse. The book of Luke, the 17th chapter, the 11th verse. It came to pass as Jesus went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. They lifted up their voice and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Fell down on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that returned to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. By the help of the Holy Ghost this morning, I would like to preach to you on this question that Jesus asked, Where are the nine? Where are the nine? Let's go to him together in prayer as we enter into his word this morning. I pray, God, that your blessing be upon this service, upon every hearer of the word, that you would miraculously transform us, God, from hearers to doers. I pray that you would have your way in our hearts and in our minds. I ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that your spirit would flow freely in this house. Lord, let there be an anointing upon your preacher as I preach your word. And let there be an anointing upon your congregation as we hear your word and as we apply it to our lives. We love you, God. We thank you. We thank you for loving us. We give you all praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. And amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Jesus encounters in our text this morning one of the dreaded diseases of his day. For centuries, this disease ravaged humanity. And nobody really knew the way around it, the way to get past it. It was a major, major problem for society they say that it was not as contagious 
as folks think it to be. However, the way that it was passed would make you quite concerned if you were in the company of someone who had it. This was passed through skin-to-skin contact. Many times it was passed through a fluid. Something as simple as a sneeze could pass the disease of leprosy. And there was no known cure for it for, for centuries. Nobody knew how to overcome it. So they created colonies where they would send people who suffered from leprosy and they would isolate them into these leper colonies in order to prevent the spread of the disease. It was one of the worst pieces of information you could receive that you had in fact been diagnosed with leprosy. Now there were different kinds of leprosy. And depending on where it emerged in the body would determine what kind of leprosy it was. And the color of the skin lesion would determine what kind of leprosy it was. And back then, it was the priest who would determine what kind of leprosy we were looking at. The Lord gave instruction to them as to how to treat it as to how to handle it, varying degrees of leprosy, varying types of leprosy. If it rose from the skin, if it was deep inside the skin, if it was a certain color, if it was a certain color and then changed over time to a different kind of color, the priest would monitor the leprosy, the growth of it, the spread of it, and would be able by the appearance And by its reaction to certain treatments, be able to determine exactly what kind of leprosy this is. Some forms of leprosy were more severe than other forms of leprosy. Some could be expected to to go away over time, and others would never go away. Many times, lepers had had to take on a very obvious physical persona that indicated to others that I am a leper, so that that person would have fair warning in conducting any kind of social interaction with this person who was leprous. It's one of those diseases where it consumes even your identity. You become a leper. Whatever you were before that, didn't matter how good your personality, didn't matter your achievements in life, this was a disease that struck people in all stages of life, in all, in all socioeconomic genres, kings succumbed to leprosy and would have to be isolated from even the people who worked with them. Others would have to step into their role and do their work because they had to be isolated. And one of the very, one of the very famous forms of leprosy was that where a leper would... would wear a veil over their mouth and would simply say, unclean, unclean, unclean. If you came within their proximity, if you were in their general vicinity, they would notify you, I am unclean, wearing a veil over the mouth so that there could be no spread of this bacteria. It was a very damaging disease. It would would damage the nerves of the body. Severe forms of it would damage the nerves to the point that you could not feel certain uh, feelings of pain, for instance. So lepers could actually break their hands doing the most trivial of tasks. Turning a knob could, could break the hand. The bones would become brittle and there was no sense of pain. So there was no alarm or alert to the fact that you're about to overdo it. And so all of a sudden where there's no pain, there is no feeling of need to withdraw oneself from this particular activity. 
It's a really, really devastating disease. And when you talk about being isolated, when you talk about being ostracized, receiving the news that you had this disease came not only with the idea that, yes, you could die. Yes, it will disfigure you. Yes, it will deform you. Uh, yes, it will cut off the, the nerve uh, the nerve sensitivity throughout the extremities of your body. And furthermore, say goodbye to your family. No Thanksgiving dinner. Goodbye to your family. This is over. You're going to go to a leper colony and live the rest of your life with people you don't know, but who suffer from the same disease that you are experiencing it was some of the most devastating news that a person could receive in the Bible days and Jesus it came to pass that he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria that he passed through Galilee and as he entered into a certain village Jesus will go through the villages nobody else wants to go through. Jesus will go through the villages everybody else gives up on. Jesus will go through the villages that other people are afraid they'll get sick if they go. But Jesus just walks right in to this certain village where sickness saturates the air. Jesus walks into a certain village where people on every street corner are devastated in their lives, disfigured in their physical appearance. Skin lesions have covered their body and nerve damage to the point that they don't even control the extremities of their body. Jesus goes into that kind of village. Jesus goes into the kind of village where everybody you meet has a backstory of family that they no longer can have contact with. Jesus goes into a village where every person that you run into is coping, dealing with their circumstances, with this invisible demon ravaging their body from the inside out. They literally are unrecognizable. As to who they once were. All of their dreams are dashed. All of their hopes are vanquished. They do not have a future to look forward to. Those are the kind of villages Jesus will go into. And Jesus walks into this village and here stand ten men afar off. They don't even want to come near him because they've learned not to approach anybody. They have learned, life has taught them, leprosy has beaten them into a submission of sorts to believe that there is no hope, that nobody can help you because you are a leper. Doesn't matter if you used to be Bob, now you're a leper. Doesn't matter if you used to be Sarah, now you're a leper. We don't know your original identity. Leprosy has commandeered your life. You're not who you used to be. And you'll never be who you wanted to be. You are a leper. And Jesus walks into that village. Oh, glory to God. I just have to tell somebody on this Thanksgiving week, I'm thankfully walked into my village. I'm grateful that he didn't stay away from my village. Somebody ought to be grateful that Jesus is willing to come into your village. When you didn't feel like you could approach him, he still came into your village. When everybody else told you to give up, to give out, to give in, to throw in the towel, Jesus still came down to where you live. Oh, my Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, folks, this is Thanksgiving week, so I'm going to give him some thanks because he goes places nobody else is willing to go. 
I don't know how far down you've suppressed it, but he'll go there. I don't know how far back into your past you've laid, laid that and don't want anybody to revisit it, but if that's the root of your problem, he'll go there. He's not afraid. Hallelujah. He's not afraid of getting sick. He's not afraid of getting crucified. He's not afraid to go down into the lower parts of the earth. Not afraid. He's not afraid of what you're afraid of. He's not afraid of what haunts you. He's not afraid of what stalks you. He's not afraid of what taunts you. He's not afraid. He's going to go there. And they stood afar off. I don't know if they wanted to make contact eye contact or not they just know he's coming Jesus is coming and what we've heard about Jesus is that he can open the eyes of the blind what we've heard about Jesus is that he can unlock the ears of the deaf what we've heard about Jesus hallelujah is that you can approach him you can interrupt his sermon in the synagogue you can cut a hole in the roof just kind of gloss over that story like it's every day somebody cutting a hole in the roof. I got to tell you, there'd be a little bit of a challenge if somebody just cuts a hole in this roof. That'd be a little disruptive. They said you can, you, he's not unapproachable. You can cut a hole in the roof in the middle of his synagogue sermon. And if you've got a need, Jesus will have mercy on you. Oh, hallelujah. That's the kind of Jesus that they'd heard about. The kind of Jesus that four days after Lazarus has been dead will walk up into the middle of the funeral and say, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus will come forth. This is a Jesus that they heard about. This is the Jesus that had been rumored about. This is the Jesus folks had been talking about. And this is that same Jesus that I preached to you this morning. This is that same Jesus that I bring to you today glory glory to God and so Jesus walks into the neighborhood into the village a certain village everybody there is a leper and these lepers know they don't get visitors very often but here comes Jesus and when he walks through, they, they, they know not to approach anybody. They know to keep their distance. But it's Jesus. And so they lifted up their voices. Oh, hallelujah. When you come into the house of God, don't be afraid to lift up your voice. And say, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And Jesus looks over and sees them. And he didn't look at their circumstances and say, oh, that's a little too much. I just act like I didn't see them. I just act like I didn't hear them. I just pretend that somebody had my ear. I get my cell phone out. That's a trick if you're going through the mall and there's somebody at a kiosk trying to sell you something. Just grab your phone. Yeah. Jesus didn't grab his phone and act like he didn't hear them calling to him. The problem wasn't too big for Jesus. Hallelujah. May I remind somebody, there's nothing going on on the inside of your body, on the inside of your mind, on the inside of your family, on the inside of your spirit that's too big for Jesus. 
He knows where you are. He knows what brought you here. He knows what you're dealing with. He knows how to help you through it. He'll bring you out without a doubt. He'll save your soul. He'll make you whole. It is Jesus. It is Jesus. Sad one, weep no more. It is Jesus. Hallelujah. He who who heals the brokenhearted opens wide the prison door. My God, I feel his presence right now. I feel the soft, gentle whisper of Jesus telling me in this house this morning, it's going to be all right. I am here. I am with you. I feel him speaking to somebody in this place, letting you know, I shall be with you always, even unto the ends of the earth. Oh, hallelujah. So Jesus looks up and sees them from a ways off and says, go show yourselves unto the priest. Go show yourself. He didn't even say be healed. He didn't say thou art cleansed. He didn't didn't spit in any dirt and pick it up and throw it at him. He just simply said go show yourselves unto the priest. And they said that's enough for us. All ten of them took off running to go show themselves unto the priest they were fighting for position trying to get to the priest they wanted to hear the priest say that the leprosy has been cleansed they wanted to hear the priest say there's no need to be afraid you can go back home to your family they wanted to hear the priest say hallelujah oh I feel the Holy Ghost folks they wanted to hear the priest say everything is going to be all right. this leprosy is in decline what they didn't realize is that the one they had just spoken to was the priest they needed to see may I remind somebody we have not a great high priest which cannot be touched by the feelings of our infirmities hallelujah he knows the extent of your pain He can feel your pain. He can feel your wounds. He can feel your bruises. He can feel what you're going through. You know, it dawned on me, it dawned on me when the Lord said, you did not visit me in prison. They said, when did you not, when did we not visit you in prison? He said, when you've done it to the least of these, You have done it to me. I always knew that that meant that man is made in the image of God. Mankind is made after the similitude of God. So so when you do something to someone, whether loving them or neglecting them, you are doing it unto the Lord. But what I also realized was that the Lord was with that person in prison. The Lord was with that person in their hunger. The Lord was with that person in their thirstiness. He was being thirsty with them. He was being hungry with them. He was experiencing no shelter with them. He was experiencing imprisonment with them. And when you did it to them, you did it to him. We have fellowship with God through our suffering he is with us he knows the feelings of your infirmities hallelujah he knows the feelings of your infirmities the priest they needed to talk to was the priest they were talking to go show yourselves unto the priest and they ran to the priest and while they were on their way Can you imagine, ladies and gentlemen, they are headed to the priest. They are going that direction. And while they're going, all of a sudden, the feet that couldn't feel anything feel the ground beneath them. That's where the first praise break started.
feel what I feel? Do you see what I see? Can you hear what I hear? While they're on their way to show themselves to the priest, they are cleansed of their leprosy. Every one of them cleansed of their leprosy. Hands that haven't felt sensitivity or sensation for who knows how long immediately are infused with new life. Feet that haven't been able to walk right, that have been hobbled by leprosy, immediately begin to feel and walk in the right direction. I can't imagine the joy, the overwhelming joy, joy like a river flooding, coursing through my body, my spirit, my soul. This means that I can go home to see my family. I wonder how the children are doing. It's been so long. I've missed so much time. But I'm going to go home and be with my kids. I'm going to go see my wife. I'm going to go home and see my parents. I hope they haven't forgotten me. I've been cleansed. I've been washed. The power of God has touched my body. One after another, they began to realize he touched me. Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened. Now I know he touched me and made me whole. One after another, and they just kept running. They just kept running. First guy shouted. The second guy exclaimed. The third guy leapt. The fourth guy skipped. The fifth guy ran harder. The sixth guy did a cartwheel. Seventh guy did a somersault. Eighth guy high five. One, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. Ninth guy just jumped up and down. Of course, I don't know any of that, whether any of that's true, but. Here's what I do know. Only the 10th guy stopped. Y'all run along if you want to. But God has been good to me. Y'all go on with your schedule if you want to. You go on with your life if you want to. But God has been good to me. Ah, I think I'll stop right here. Turn around. Find Jesus and pray. Praise his holy name. praise him. I think I'll praise him. I think I'll lift him up. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Wait a minute, one more time. I think I'll say it again. God's been so good to me. He's been my friend. <laughs> oh, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God. Go ahead, go on. Live life like nothing happened. Go ahead. Go on. Act like it was some other way that you have peace in your mind. Go ahead. Go along. Act like it was some other power that gave you peace in your home. Go ahead if you want to. Go on with your life if you want to. Go sit down at the table with your family and friends and forget to say thank you Jesus for all you've done. But as for me and my house, we're going for Jesus. We're falling at his feet. I mean, I mean, I mean, you, I mean, you would think, I mean, you would think, after all he had done for them, the fingers hung perilously, constantly in danger of fracture. And, and, and literally could, could be dislocated, dismembered. The face is so distorted and disfigured. And all in a moment, all with one word of power. I'm preaching to some folks this morning. You know what I'm talking about. You know what it felt like when you were, when you were living life. In confusion, when you were living life in rebellion, while you were isolated and ostracized from the peace of God, and nobody wanted anything to do with you, and you were stuck in the sinister darkness of your world until Jesus, Jesus, Jesus came down into your village where you live. Came down into places nobody else wanted to go. Nobody else wanted to deal with your pain. Nobody else wanted to deal with your struggle. You'd start talking about your pain and they'd walk away. Like you were a leper. Gonna put your leprosy on them. I don't want to be around them because all they do is talk about what's wrong. The negativity of life. And they walk away from you and you're left there in your hopelessness. Left there in your despair. Left there in your despondency. Until Jesus. Until Jesus. It was, it was Jesus. Who came down to where you live? Jesus did it. You hear what I'm telling you today and don't ever forget it. It was Jesus who brought you out. It was Jesus who lifted you up. It was Jesus who breathed life. It was Jesus. Hey. I'm going to tell you something. If he didn't have that kind of power, I wouldn't preach this gospel. If he didn't have that kind of love, I wouldn't preach this gospel. There's a reason that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. You want to know the reason? It's the power of God unto salvation. That's why I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. I'll tell it on the mountain. Tell it in the valley low. Preach the word, the gospel. It has power to save. Power, Woo, power, power, power to heal, power to set free, power to deliver. You, you would think, you would think, you, 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 you would think all ten would stop simultaneously. You would just, I mean, it doesn't it just make sense that all ten would turn on their heels? 
Come back to Jesus. Fall down at his feet. And say, I thank you, Jesus. Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. Here am I. Send me. There's nothing you could ever ask of me that would be too hard for me to do. I mean, you would think. But, but only one comes back to Jesus, falls down at his feet on his face, and worships his name. Jesus says, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine save this stranger? This is a little piece of information people forget. This tenth leper was different than the other nine in this sense. He was a stranger. They were all part of the lineage of Abraham, having access to the Old Testament, having access to the Holy One of Israel. They knew who he was. They knew his power. They knew his glory. But this one man who didn't know anything, he had been taught all kinds of stuff. He didn't know what to believe, who to believe, if anything was real. But when it coursed through his body like a lightning bolt, and you don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. He turned around. Y'all keep on running if you know it all. Y'all keep on running if you've been through this before. Y'all keep on running if this is old hat to you. Y'all keep on running if you've been through so many shout outs and worship services that a good bona fide miracle doesn't mean anything to you. But he just touched my body. He just touched my body. And I gotta tell him, thank you. keep on running y'all keep on running if you already know everything there is to know about the Red Sea about Noah's Ark about the walls of Jericho about Daniel and the lion's den about the fiery furnace y'all keep on running if you know everything there is to know about God I don't know everything there is to know about God but I know this one thing I was blind but now I see He touched me at the top of my head and it flowed to the sole of my feet. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. 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 Hallelujah. 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 There were, there were so many times that Jesus tried to tell Israel, Israel, you have so much heritage. You have so much experience. God has been so good to you. 
and yet you oftentimes overlook it don't receive it because of your unthankfulness he said don't you know that there were so many lepers in the days of Elisha but only one was made whole and he was a Syrian a Roman centurion said to Jesus one day he said, I need you to come and, and, and heal my daughter. My daughter's vexed with an unclean spirit. And Jesus said, all right, let's go. He said, no, you don't even have to go. I'm not worthy that you should come up under my roof. Speak the word. Speak the word. Speak the word. Jesus stopped. He grabbed the man by the hand looked out over all of Israel and said, I have found in this Roman centurion the greatest faith I've ever seen on earth. I have not found such great faith in all of Israel as what I see in this Roman centurion. So many of these miracles happened to people who knew nothing about God because they had not been trained by religion. They had not been tutored by religious pride. They had not been governed by religiosity. All they were were people with need and believed that Jesus has the answer, that Jesus is the solution. And he opened their blind eyes. And he unlocked their deaf ears. And he raised their dead. Hallelujah. And he healed their lame legs. <laughs> yes, he did. And he'll do the same today. Let me tell you where the nine are. Let me tell you where the nine are. Because we asked the question, where are the nine? Let me tell you what. I've got the answer. And the Bible doesn't even tell us where they are. That's how I have the answer. You know where they are? We don't know. Because they're lost. They're lost. They're lost. Healed, but lost. Delivered, but lost. Redeemed, but lost. Saved, but lost. Brought out, but lost. How does that happen? How does that, how can somebody go from experiencing life changing, life giving, life altering power and still be lost? One word, unthankful. You want to know Acts 2.38, John 3.5, John 3.16, Proverbs 18.10, Psalm 23, Psalm 24, Psalm 27, Psalm 150, and still be lost? Just be unthankful. You want to be surrounded all your life by prayer and fasting and worship and glory and power and healing and deliverance and redemption and still be lost? You can be. Just be unthankful. You want to see the dead raised to life? The blind eyes open? Deaf ears unstopped? Crippled legs healed? You want to see the drug addict delivered? Saved? You want to see marriages restored? And still be lost? You can. Just be unthankful. But if you want to... If you want to be found, if you want to be saved, if you want to walk with him in glory, if you want to rule and reign with him in his kingdom, then I don't know where you're headed, but stop, turn around, fall on your face, and cry out, glory to God. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. I wonder if somebody can do it right now. I wonder if somebody can do it right now all across this house. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This know also 
that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, 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 unthankful. Unthankful, unholy, unthankful, without natural affection, unthankful, truce breakers, unthankful, false accusers, unthankful, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, unthankful, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, unthankful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know what? I got, I got pressures in my life. But if I ever complain again, somebody just don't really do this, but somebody just smack me. I got challenges, but I have no reason to complain. God has been good to me. God has been good to me. So if this wasn't for anybody else, y'all pardon me. I'm going to give him thanks. Thank you, Lord. 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 I want somebody to stand to their feet and lift up their hands of thanksgiving unto God. Come on, where are you at? Where are you at? Where are the nine? Were they not ten cleansed? Where are you? Where are you at? I know you came to church, but are you at his feet? Are you worshiping him? Are you thanking him? Are you giving him glory for what he's done? I want everybody in this house who has a reason to give God thanks, I want you just to lift that praise unto the Lord right now. Come on, with your mouth. Open up your mouth. Come on, you don't need to be part of the nine. You don't need to be part of the nine. Forget about what you're going through for a moment and give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Come on, I wonder if there's somebody that can get out in the island dance without the beat of a drum. Can you dance without the thump of a bass? Can you give him praise? Hallelujah. Can the rhythm come from your thanksgiving? Can your rhythm come from your gratitude to God? With my natural eyes, I have personally witnessed the blind eyes opened instantaneously. With my eyes, I have personally witnessed deaf ears unstopped. Someone who had never heard hearing for the first time. I've watched it happen. I've watched people be raised back to life from the dead. I've seen it. I've watched people get out of wheelchairs who could not walk. I have seen it happen. But if you think I'm going to let somebody who has never known of these things and their first time experiencing it, so amazed that they worship and worship and worship and worship. If you think 
that I'm going to take it for granted and let someone else out-worship me. You got me all wrong. It doesn't matter how many times I've seen it. He gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. Come on, those of you who have just begun to walk with the Lord and serve God and be filled with His Spirit and baptized in His precious name, and it's all beautiful, don't ever lose that. Don't ever become a professional Pentecostal. Don't ever become a casual Christian. Don't ever become somebody who just looks so hoity-toity around at all the good things God is doing. You be humble in your heart and give Him thanks. Give Him praise. Oh, you're good, God. Oh, you're good, God. You're good, God. Come on, I need somebody who's been serving him for 20, 30 years to lift up your hands and praise him like it's happened for the first time. Oh, thank you. Come on, somebody step out and give him praise. Somebody step out and give him praise. From the bottom of my heart to the depths of my soul. Yes, Lord. Yeah. 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 Yeah.